Hello. Hello. Hello, my childrens. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. Hello. How are you? Hello. Welcome. No, don't answer that question. Hello and welcome to Three Funny Ladies. <laughs> That's Joe Bailey. And that is Susan J. Cox. And uh, yeah, hi. We are <laughs> coming to you with this podular cast. A podular cast? Yep. That is the formal name. No, I don't. I think that's no. Oh, no, it is. No. Read Funny Ladies <laughs> is your favorite podular cast. Uh, so we're back with a, well, a full episode. So we got all the time in the world just to sit and shoot the shit. <laughs> are you excited, Brandy Joe? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Now you can answer the question. Okay, How are good, you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad it's uh, cooled down. It's been a hot one in the old town tonight. Yeah. Ooh, boy, hot. Hot times in the weather. <laughs> okay, but lots of lots of rain too. Yes, yes, yes. How are you? Um, go oh, fine. Good. Good okay. and fine. Uh Brandy Joe is back home now. Yes, I so see. That's good. Now, here's the deal about that. So he was due in on Monday at about 3:45 p.m. p.m. Okay. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Got in at about 12.30 Tuesday morning. That's later than expected. That was. If you do the math, that's later than expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, but you have to do the math to right. figure if, that because out. Because if you don't do it, then you don't know. You, then you don't know. You just don't know. But uh, so I had to go. I, so I had to go pick him up at the airport. And then uh, coming home, 94 was closed. And then Google Maps kept saying, okay, you're going to get off here, but then you're going to get back on 94 here. Well, that was not true. And that happened like three times. You're like, okay, so, okay, so we're just kidding that time. You can't get on 94 here, but now take this way around and you'll get on here. Nope. So we ended up taking surface streets all the way home. I think Google Maps gets paid every time you, um, that's going nowhere because I can't well, think of the word. So. Are your feet tired from walking that joke all the way to the end? <laughs> I just wow. picked that up from making it last night. So I had to just repeat it. I stole it from Amy Poehler. From right, the podcast, right. Amy Poehler. <laughs> that sucks. And I would have, you know, uh, I would have been like, there's a thing called Uber. Use it. Because I'm asleep. Because you said one time. <laughs> and that's it. And that's there's, it. That, that's the only time I'm available. That's the only time I could come and get you. Uh, I'm very busy. At I'm <laughs> very busy. I'm going to the opening of a selfie place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the ribbon, ribbon cutting at 11. And then I'm going to, I'm going to mill about for the next 90 minutes. Uh-huh. 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 So yeah. Pay my, pay my money and take my pictures that I can't take anywhere else. Yeah. Because that's a, a business model that is sure to flourish. <laughs> 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 oh boy oh, oh boysy idaho oh boysy idaho how was your holiday um well let me tell you um it's it's loud here it you know what i think it's just loud everywhere um you know what i'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you because what i said was it's loud here <laughs> <laughs> well it's also was loud here okay but we're generally in the same place well that's true 
it was like a war zone. Yeah. Um, we had a house on one end of the block doing illegal fireworks, and then at the other end of the block doing illegal fireworks. So we were just smack dab in the middle of illegal fireworks. At one point, a cop pulled up, and we're like, "Oh, all right, it's going to come to a stop." Do you know what he did? He was like, "Go, go, go!" He sure did, buddy. He got out of his cruiser, went up. I swear to God, he had a beer. Watched the fireworks. Left. I was like, mm. "Ugh." So, um, yeah, you know what? People can have their fun. It's just that it's been going on since late April. Yeah. And then it just goes on so late into the night. Correct. And it's just like. Like, have you no consideration, sirs? Sirs, sirs, ma'ams. Have you no consideration? Also, what is there to celebrate? Really? (sighs) Right. This country is garbage. But I mean. This country, am I right? (laughs) Am I in this economy? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's just, um, you know. It is what it is. I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, how was your uh, holidays? It was real low key. I think yeah, yeah. on the actual day of, I didn't really see a single bingle soul. Okay. That's a celebration if you ask me. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. Uh, but it was all right. And then, and then I thought, because uh, that was Sunday, and then I really thought that Monday we were going to get into a whole another round of fireworks and merriment but there wasn't any around here monday night so yeah it's it's slowed down considerably yeah so that was good but it didn't stop altogether nay 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 do the nay nay you know what i have to tell you something what we have an email we have two we have two we have two oh my gosh yeah yeah we have two all right oh we do all right. Well, I'm going to, I'll read this one from friend of the podcast, Gretchen. Okay, dokie. And then you can do the other one. All righty. All right. So Gretchen says, greetings, ladies. I must admit that when you announced you were going to diverge from your normal podcastular, podular cast, sorry. <laughs> nope. She, she did not. <laughs> she, I call she got bullshit because she did not type either one of those things. And I will text her right now and clarify. Uh, From your normal podcast format and start doing we podcasts, I was disappointed. And then in parentheses, she says, I hate change. But I I haven't read this yet, but I bet I know where it's going. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think she was. And I was right. And I will never speak to you again. (laughs) Then the very next word is, however. Last week's episode on Mom's Mabley was my favorite by far. What? I thought your discussion on her, which led to other discussions about the relationship between physical appearance and being funny, as well as your ponderings on nature versus nurture in regard to homosexuality and personal trauma, were thought-provoking. I wish I were there to join the conversation. And even though I hate change, I would like to propose a new name for your podcast, Three Smart and Funny Ladies. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Love you both. F-O-P, Gretchen. And then she um, actually told me uh, in a text that she meant to put a P.S. that she likes us better when we're together. Okay. I had a feeling that would be the case. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just am putting this out there before you read that one. I have something that I need to address about the Moms Mabley episode. Yes. I just, I, so you know, we've talked about this. Neither of us ever listened to our own episodes. Correct. So last week I had a, I had a traumatic flat tire incident. 
Yes. Um, and so I spent, there's a lot of time spent in my car waiting for help to come. So because it was a wee pod, I actually ended up listening to the whole episode. Okay. Two things. One, I found every single fact about it interesting because I say the word interesting like 11 billion times. <laughs> so I apologize for that. And then two, yeah. my musings about how the um, documentary about Moms Mabley did not delve into any sort of racist dealings that she may have had in her in her career. Mm-hmm. I just want to retract that because listening to it again, I was like, God, I just sound like such a white person. And I sure. really felt like maybe they, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, who made the film, just wanted to celebrate Moms Mabley and not deal with and any not, of that. Yeah. And right. so I just wanted to address that because I was just listening to it like, Ugh, it doesn't need all of that. Like every story okay. about a black person doesn't have to deal with racism, you know? Sure. Uh, any notes for myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a long list of notes for you, <laughs> here. <laughs> I'll email them to you. <laughs> and then we'll have we'll have a note session after this. <laughs> oh, oh, fun. I can't wait. Uh- <laughs> um, no, but it was fun. I, you know, oftentimes I will listen to just not often. I have in the past listened to like the first few minutes of our shows. Never a full episode. That was the first time. Mm. But um, I, but I think we're terrific. <laughs> um, I listen to podcasts, go to sleep. And once in a great while, whenever it decides to, Stitcher just plays everything in order. And there have been several times where I'm woken up by the sound of my own voice, confused, afraid. <laughs> Naked. Oh wow! Well. I don't know where the, the podcast naked. rips your pajamas off. My own voice, <laughs> um, and so it's very strange because I'm like, Joe, what are you doing? Like, ah! Are you um, in my swimming pool at three in the morning? He's <laughs> all. Oh. oh, we're deflating that pool and starting over. It's just been a mess. It hasn't oh, worked. No. It's just right now. It's a glorified kiddie pool, which is not why I fucking got oh. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're starting over. Um. So anyway. Our next email is from Katie Wheeler, and the subject is love ya. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, ladies. Okay, so a couple of things are running through my mind as I type this. First, you did an entire episode on my all-time favorite actress, Parker, the fucking badass indie queen and voice of my youth, Posey. I not only named one of my children after her, but also my cat. Oh. <laughs> uh, my youngest son is Parker, and my cat. Oh, God rest her soul was named Posey. Oh, so sweet. Best name in Hollywood. Um, yes. No. Fuck yes. She wrote that. Not me. <laughs> oh, and her teeth. Um, yes. Beautiful. House of yes. Um, yes. Best performance ever. But secondly, I love your podcast. I love how you hate Heather Graham yet love Lori Metcalf. <laughs> I mean, do you have a direct IV to my soul? <laughs> if so, call me. Let's get a cocktail or five. <laughs> uh i know you ladies don't need a guest host but if you did please invite me and please can we do a deep dive on all things lady who th- ladies who think they are funny but really annoying bitches <laughs> oh yes. yes just a thought katie wheeler your biggest fan and most devoted ally in all things auntie heather graham and she also left her phone number oh my god <laughs> Let's call her for real. Not right this second. <laughs> Just call her live. Let's call her. Let's have her on the show. Yes. Uh, see, see, Katie, we're gonna call you, and we're gonna, we're gonna call we're you. Gonna, we're gonna call you, and we're, we're gonna, gonna do this. we're gonna do it. And see if you 
if uh, all you other people send us an email, you could also, we <laughs> could talk also, about how much we love you. You but could you also don't. get an unsolicited. <laughs> but you, you don't. don't send us emails, so we fucking so, hate you. So, <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, we God, love Joe, you. Joe. No, we love you. We love you. Keep listening to us. We love you so much. Uh, um, that's uh, lovely. Thank you, lovely. Katie. And thank you, Gretchen. Um, if you want to write to us, our uh, address is threefunnyladies at gmail.com. Yes, it is. And then that's it. Um, then that's, it. <laughs> that's it. Well, see you all later. <laughs> <laughs> I have something I want to, to talk about here. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so I've been talking to HR. <laughs> yeah, see, here's the thing. My anxiety, you cannot say something like that in that tone of voice because I immediately think <laughs> the world is crashing. I've spoken but- to HR. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am the self-appointed HR person. <laughs> yes. um, so TVLine.com last week made a list of the 11 best TV roles of Miss Jean Smart. How, oh, how very niche. And because we were just talking about her, yes. uh, I thought I would share some of them. Let's do it. Number 11 is Kim Possible, which I don't... Um, why? Yeah, okay. so we're just going to skip Get over that one. Animated out of there. Ten is from Legion. Uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> Number nine, Depression Kitty from Big Mouth. Now, see, I don't. Do you watch Big Mouth? No. Okay. Joe had me watch the first episode, but I didn't. I think I was in a bad mood that day. Okay. It's very. I don't know. People love it. Sure, sure, but, sure. So she played Depression Kitty. Um, I'm going to skip a couple of these because who cares? Uh, <laughs> number six, Frasier. She was on Frasier. Uh, number five, Mayor of Easton or Easttown. I have not, I have not watched that. I haven't either because you know what? I don't love Kate Winslet. You don't? I don't. Now, do you hate her or you just I don't, don't hate her. No, she's fine. She's fine. Like, you know, if, she's, if I hear she's in something, I'm like, pfft. But I'm not <laughs> like, ugh. <laughs> Oh, that would be if she was fat. Um, oh, right, right, right. Well, by Hollywood standards, she is quite the chunker. True. Number four is Fargo. Oh, my God. The second season of Fargo. Watch it. Okay. She is so goddamn good. That okay. whole season is great. Okay. So good. Okay. Uh, number three, Watchmen, which I still haven't seen. Oh, God. You have. Oh, my. You have to. I know. Number two. What do you think mm-hmm. it's going to be? Uh, uh, um, designing women. I can't remember her name. You're right, Charlene Fraser. Charlene, that's what I was going to say. Charlene, and I knew that was wrong. Designing women is number two, and number one, Deborah Vance from Hacks. Nice. Yeah, she's just amazing. She's just delightful, and I don't think she gets enough um, accolades. Yeah, I agree. I think she needs more. Yeah, I, I think so too. Also, okay, so guess what? So what? if you recall, when Joe was in Wyoming, yeah. we got a message on Facebook Messenger that was then quickly redacted. Yes. I have now what that was. What? What? He brought home to me the uh, novelization of What's Up, Doc. Oh. Which is super old. It has red edged pages. Um, it is right from the movie Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neill are on the cover. He just remembered my um, youth when I would, you know, read solely novelizations of films yes. as my literature. He also I brought read me Sweet Valley High. Okay. Oh, he also yeah. brought me the book of Paper Moon. Oh. And also the book of The Wiz, which is really just The Wizard of Oz with The Wiz cover. Oh, great. 
cool. So people uh, expecting to read about the Wiz will be sorely disappointed. No, that's been taken away from you too. All right. Um, why did he redact it? Because he was not sure if he was going to be able to find any other gifts to bring home to me. And so he didn't want to like ruin it if that was the only thing that he brought home. I see. It'd be I like, see. oh, here's your gift. I'm like, oh, I saw that on Facebook. So thanks. Oh, okay. So it wasn't because he didn't get me fuck all. It had nothing to do with that. Okay, great. <laughs> no, uh, he just knows what an ungrateful <laughs> bitch I can be. So you only got me the one thing and then you spoil it. Get out yeah. of my house. <laughs> one thing and I already knew about it. So thanks. Ugh, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Even though I picked you up at 1230 in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, so that's fun, huh? <laughs> Read the books. Allison right. Mack. <gasps> yes. Tell she it, got three girl. Years, three years. Three. three years. Yes, three mm-hmm. years. She got three years. And now she's finally denouncing Ranieri. Finally. Ugh. Which I think to myself, is that for real, girl? Or oh, once thought, you get out, it, what? I thought you said, is that the real girl? Like, I was like, what, is she like a double? It's We're a talking robot. about the Nexium case again, just in case yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not. She was on Smallville. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, so to me, so she's been a long time with her family. I, I'm pretty sure it's enough time to be deep programmed. She's been to court. So that's slapping her in the face. But part of me is like, girl, are you just saying that? Yeah. Or like when you get out, are you going to go back to, are you going to go to a different cult, a different sex trafficking ring? See, and that's what deprogramming from a cult is so fascinating to me. Yes. It would be like if someone came into your house right now and was like, Susan, (laughs) nothing that you're doing, nothing that you believe is real. Here is what it is. Okay, like that must be so scary. I know. Like you live your whole life firmly believing your, what you think is your reality. I just can't even imagine first how a deprogrammer works, like how you do it. But then just the person who's getting deprogrammed, I just can't imagine those feelings of when you find, when you have that realization of like, Oh fuck. Right. Right. It's just fascinating to me. Yeah. Cause I often wonder about those people who leave like the Mormon faith. Yes. um, Yes. Because it's so, and some people wouldn't call it a cult. I kind of think that all religion sort of is, but whatever. Um, Here's my thing. As long as you're not hurting anyone, I kind of don't give a fuck what you do. Sure. Because everyone needs their own thing. So if it makes you happy, it helps you be a better person. You do you. Absolutely. Because really, I don't care. It's boring to me. Um, But they have so many beliefs and, and they're raised, you know, from the womb they're mormon and they don't have any other choice and then i i i'm always fascinated the people that leave you know what made them it's that same thing nature versus nurture how you can be of two parents who believe something wholeheartedly maybe your whole family does and you're the only one in the family who's like hold on a damn minute Mm -hmm. this is weird i'm leaving it's so fascinating to me the same thing not the same thing at all but similar is like when you have a family where one kid is like like okay okay grow not growing pains no 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 the other one family ties like alex p keaton is a staunch republican and the rest of them are hippies like that's very fascinating to me like how does yeah someone from a specific type of family become so different i thought you were gonna say sitcom how does someone from a sitcom become so different <laughs> now, from the someone, rest of their family i don't how understand someone, how that works how does someone from a sitcom how is their character so different i don't it's like it's like someone's telling them what to say it's so yeah, strange so weird uh, so weird so weird so yeah she got three years which i 
I think is a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, people have her, her fucking though. initials burned into their vaginas. So. Right? I mean, not really her life. vaginas, but. They're going to, she's going to be someone's bitch. I was going to say, I hope so, but that's, that's not very gracious. Oh, oh, no. Or, or she starts her own cult in that prison. <gasps> oh, juicy yeah. couture. Juicy couture. <laughs> Where they all have to wear juicy couture. Yes, across the Which their is buttocks. very hard because they're in prison. <laughs> they're Where are they getting this juicy couture? Make them out of skivs and sh- and shove them onto their pants. What? Shivs. I said, I said, I think I said, said skivs. skivs. You did. Which, I don't know what that is. Skivvies <laughs> is, uh, is, uh. You're going to have to walk around in their skivvies. Skiv- yeah, you know what skivvies And shove are. them up their pants. <laughs> What? Um, they're in prison. It's also not the year 2000, so I don't know how they're going to do any of that. <laughs> That's the true power of a cult right there. You can get anything done. They're going to Andy Dufresne some uh, juicy couture there. Anyway, That's from the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> so what else? Anything else? Um, I think I got nothing else. Nothing else. All right. Me neither. Are you you're watching anything fun or reading, listening? Okay, so reading, I haven't been, I used to be a voracious reader, as you can tell by the words I use, like voracious. So I'm going to blame it on social media. I'm going to blame it on my phone and no, take no I, responsibility for it. I um, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't read like I used to, and it makes me so sad, and I'm trying. So I'm trying to read like Marvel books or Star Wars books to like get myself into it, and it's just not working why read and enrich my soul when i can watch tiktok <laughs> oh why spoken like a that? true gen z <laughs> <laughs> because i am after all 26 years old everybody uh, <laughs> so yeah no i'm not reading anything i have to watch did you guys watch the big brother it premiered last night no no I started to watch it on, you know, uh, our super super secret thing, and the sound and the picture were not lined up, and I got annoyed. And oh, I yeah, that's real annoying. Um, so I'll try again at a later date, but I don't like the premiere episodes of anything. Right. Yes, I remember. Like that. the get to know the house guests. I don't care. Get to the backstabbing and the mental manipulation. I don't care what your name is. You all look <laughs> the same to me. You're all white. That yeah. Some of you are gay. There's That's what one I hate black guy about like, Big Brother lately. Yeah. Like, like when remember I, when it was first on, it was like all these middle-aged people. And yeah, like, I mean, I didn't watch it, but yes. And when I saw the cast list, when they announced the cast, it was like, this person's 20. This person's 22. This person's 27. Right. This, this person's, person's 40. Right. This person's the 21. Person. Right. Yeah. And so there's like one quote old person and then everyone else is like beautiful in their 20s. Right. And a lot of times what they do, too, which is very, I mean, efficient, I guess, is they'll make the old person also gay and a person of color. So they can just cram all that right into one person and not have to deal with anybody and, and then get out night one. You're gone. Yeah, you're gone. We hate you for so many reasons. You. you are not an Instagram model. Nope. Um, so GTFO. So you can hit the bricks, mister. So, um, yeah, I might even if Julie Chen doesn't get her shit together on this site and get her picture and sound going, <laughs> I might just skip to the second episode. Hope for the best. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't care about the first episode usually. So, anyway. So, that's it. All right. Should we talk about a person? Yeah. Who we got? We have, to, to, to your chagrin, Marissa Tomei. Marissa 
Tomei. <laughs> uh, Marissa Tomei was born on December 4th, 1964 in Brooklyn, New York to Adelaide. Oh, what a name. Bianchi. Ooh, Adelaide Bianchi. That sounds like a, that's a great name. I would call her Miss Adelaide. Ooh, yeah. An English teacher and Gary Tomei, a trial lawyer. She oh. has a, oh, yeah, I know, right? She has a younger brother, actor Adam Tomei, who I've never heard of. Me either. And was partly raised by her paternal grandparents. Oh. Tomei's parents are both of Italian descent. Her father's ancestors come from Tuscany, Cal- Calabria, and Campania. Oh Jesus Christ! I should have read through this first. Um, while her mother's ass, <laughs> while her mother's ass is from Tuscany, <laughs> her mother's ass came all the way from Tuscany. <laughs> you know, under the Tuscan ass. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> she graduated from Ed- Edward R. Murrow High School in 1982. Uh, she grew up in the Midwood neighborhood of Brooklyn. While there, she became captivated by the Broadway shows in which her theater-loving parents took her to and was drawn to acting as a career. At Andres Hud Junior High School, she played Hetty LaRue in the school production of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. After graduating from high school, she attended Boston University for a year. That's all they have on her. <laughs> Nothing after that. That's just, just Between 2008 and 2012, Tomei was in a relationship with actor Logan Marshall Green. They oh, were room. I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? I do because he is on the OC, which I am currently rewatching, and Hilarious. he plays Ryan Atwood's brother, the ne'er do well Trey. Oh, okay. Who just got shot and has just left the show. Continue. <laughs> uh, they were rumored to be engaged, but a representative for Tomei said she wouldn't marry anyone who got shot on the OC. No. Uh- <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> they were rumored to be engaged, but a representative for Tomei denied this. Tomei said in 2009, I'm not that big of a fan of marriage as an institution, and I don't know why women need to have children to be seen as complete human beings. Hmm. All right. Uh, this next part makes me laugh. Tomei has supported voting. <laughs> well, good for her. Good for her. How daring. Hey, you know what? I, I need to tell you something. Um, generally, I'm pro voting. You know what? I don't. I don't mean to cause any waves, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Put I, it out I'm just there. Say, you know what? P- I might lose followers. Um, <laughs> uh, I I support voting. I support voting. I have eight followers on TikTok, and I might lose <laughs> half of them. But I think people should vote. <laughs> so that's 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 it. That's it on her. All right. Well, I'll, let me tell you some things that she's done in her life professionally. <laughs> Uh, she I'm made so her excited. she made her film debut in 1984's The Toxic Avenger mm. in an uncredited role, I'd and be then uncredited she, in that movie too. she had one line in The Flamingo Kid from 1984, oh. okay. starring uh, Matt Dillon. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I was, was going to say Ralph Macchio when I was thinking of the other movie. Uh, <laughs> the other then one. she had her big breakthrough on As the World Turns. Uh, which oh was a daytime drama for you kids out there uh, while she was studying at NYU. From 1983 to 1985, she played Marcy Thompson, a fire-breathing teen who got Oakdale's attention by falsely accusing Dr. Bob Hughes of molestation. Oh, that is not okay. Oh, Marcy. Oh, 
She appeared on the show at the same time as Meg Ryan and Julianne Moore. What a star-studded cast. That's crazy. Following As the World Turns, she appeared in the first season of A Different World in 1987, which was a spinoff of The Cosby Show, starring Lisa Bonet (gasps) as Denise Huxtable. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Cosby's out. We forgot about that. Oh, right. Well, we talked about it last week. No, we talked about it last week. Never mind. Continue. Uh, So in A Different World, Lisa Bonet's Denise Huxtable went to college. Uh, At the end of the first season, however, Lisa Bonet became pregnant and ended up leaving the show, which was built around her. Um, Marissa Tomei played her roommate, so she was fired. Uh, And then Debbie Allen came in as a producer for season two on. The show went on to run for like six, seven, eight seasons or something. That's crazy. Um, so they were both out, but despite their short time working together, Lisa and Marissa have remained close what? with Marissa Tremay serving as godmother to Lisa Bonet's three children. Oh my God. Isn't that something else? Yes, it is. I love that. In 1992, she got her mass breakthrough when she co-starred in a film called My Cousin Vinny. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, Which no. she went on to win the Oscar yeah. for. Now I will say this: I did some research. Yes. Uh, this uh, her win uh, as a mistake was debunked. Yes. By, by Snopes. Can- yep. So it was legit. Well, I also read something um, from the accountants uh, mm-hmm. that said, um, "Had there been a mistake, one of us would walk on stage, stop the ceremony." And announced the actual winner. Yeah. Because I was under the impression that even they didn't know, which doesn't make sense now that I say it out loud. Oh. Um, but yes. Yeah, so someone was like, it's not a mistake. She won. We would have given it to the actual person. And I mean, she has said it's very hurtful insinuation, which yeah, it is. That's like, ah. Uh, that must have been a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this bitch. <laughs> this bitch could have possibly won. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, from there, she went on to appear in Chaplin, Untamed Heart, uh, Slums of Beverly Hills, In the Bedroom, which she was nominated for an Oscar again, uh, which is a movie that I enjoyed 20 years earlier when it was called Ordinary People. Uh, <laughs> anger Management. She was in The Wrestler, which she also was nominated for an Oscar for that. Crazy Stupid Love. She's in the new Spider-Man movies. Yes. And uh, she was just in uh, King of Staten Island playing Pete Davidson's mother. Isn't that crazy? Which I know she's older than I am, but it just doesn't seem it like doesn't the math seem- should not compute. Well, seeing her in Spider-Man is as Aunt May is very strange. She is still so freaking gorgeous and like flawless and like her hair is down to her ass. And for her to be Aunt May is really. It is. So who, the first Aunt May was Rosemary Harris. Is that correct? And then it was Sally Field. Uh, Sure. And then Marissa um, I know Tomei. Sally Field, and then she was with Andrew Garfield. I mean, not with him, but you know, didn't she date Andrew Garfield? Sally Field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sally. Yep, she. They were. It, yeah. Ooh, um. <laughs> yes. Uh. Yes. And so then, they keep skewing down the age. 
Right, which I think is which I think is smart, and obviously she is the right age, yeah, um, to be his aunt, and he's playing age appropriate, which is the first Spider Man to do so, so it makes sense, and I love the choice, but it is every once in a while you're like she's Aunt May, yeah, it when is you weird. look at it against you know Sally Field, you're like she's Aunt May, that's real. Oh, and then we also had Lily Tomlin in the Into the Spider Verse. Correct, correct, correct. Lily Tomlin would be an amazing Aunt May yeah. in uh, in a, a live action. Anyway, uh, uh, on the TV, she's appeared in uh, Rescue Me, Empire, and The Handmaid's Tale. She also ooh. played Edith Bunker in the second round of those live. So weird. All the families they did. So weird. I didn't watch um, it, but that is just seems weird. Or she must be in, they did that twice, right? All in the family. And then once they did the Jeffersons and once they did good times. Yeah. So yeah, she was, she was good. She was good as Edith. Also. Yes. I agree with you. Weird, but, she weird. but she was good right. uh, on Broadway. She has appeared in the uh, 1999 revival of wait until dark, which I saw. Uh, mm-hmm. She was terrible. Oh, okay. uh, well, I mean the whole show, the whole show was terrible. Was it? Quentin Tarantino was also in it. They, I thought you were going to say he directed it. And I was he like, directed <laughs> it, and there was a lot of guns in it. Um, no, they updated it. And if you know anything about Wait Until Dark, it's I these. Do. I love it. So, but it, updating it to the late '90s makes no sense because, like, these drug dealers are going to go through all these hoops and things yeah. to fool her. They would come in, they would shoot her in the head, and they would ransack the apartment looking for the drugs. Right, right. and they would put it on TikTok. So like, yes, yeah. uh, well, she was 90s, also. Right, yeah. <laughs> In the realistic Joneses, where she unceremoniously replaced Parker Posey. Am I right, oh. Katie Wheeler? Uh, oh. From the original, she was Parker Posey, Posey was the only cast member not to make the leap to Broadway. What the fuck? Uh-huh. Uh, and then she just recently starred in The Rose Tattoo just before shutdown. Hmm. And those are some things that she's done. Okay. Okay. So what was your film? Well, my film was the rewrite, and I want to apologize to you. And I will. I will take that apology. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. It is not a good film. It's not good. No, like there's no part of it that's good. You're you're correct. You are correct. Yeah. No. It was. Um. It was real hard to watch. It was real hard to watch. The rewrite uh, is a 2014 American romantic comedy. Uh, written and directed by Mark Lawrence. Well, there you go. No, <laughs> I have no idea that this. Um, it, it it stars Hughes Hughes Hughes, Hughes Grant. I love Hughes <laughs> as a washed-up screenwriter who begins teaching at Bingham, Binghamton University, and Marissa Tomei as a single mother with whom the screenwriter finds romance. Okay, so I'm just going to come clean. Uh. You may have sat through the whole thing. And for that, I commend you. I did not. I got mostly through it. And then I was like, fuck this. I'm reading the Wikipedia plot page and being done with it. It was, you guys, it's bad. It's bad. I did sit through it. It is bad. Like, I love Hugh Grant. Here's the thing you need to know about me. If you haven't figured it out already, I would die for a British man. Okay. The love of my life is Alan Rickman. May he rest in peace. Um, British men do it for me. Hugh Grant's one of them. Um, I, I didn't even like him in this. I was like, God, God. 
Allison Janney was in it. She was a bitch. Yeah, um, wasted one note. Wasted. Um, Marissa Tomei was okay. She didn't have much to work with. She didn't have anything yeah. to work with. She She's was fine. Just, she was fine. It was just like she was just some woman thrown into this movie with Hugh Grant here be in this movie like it was just like it was terrible and i apologize to you i didn't really understand the point of it i like i don't know uh, yeah so he's a screenwriter who goes to teach this class and then he is supposed to this is what really turned me off first so he's supposed to read all these screenplays that people have submitted to pick there were 70 of them he's supposed to pick 10 of them to choose his class he doesn't read any of them he ends up looking the authors up like on their equivalent of facebook and chooses all the hot women from their pictures yeah. to be in the class. And then right. two boys who are nerds, quote unquote, right. who would not be a threat to his masculine prowess. Yeah. I mean, it's gross. So gross. Um, and then, you know, you've got the Star Wars nerd. Um, and I'm yeah. here to tell you, like at one point, I was like, I am so offended by this character and this Star Wars nerdiness. Seriously. I would never wear that. But And then I was like, oh, I like his bag. Oh, he's got a Chewbacca bag. I actually want But it's it. like, that's really, that's it. That's all that you do. That's- right. Like that's, all, that is your entire life is Star yeah. Wars. Now, listen, I know that there are people like that. I get it. But I don't know, like, especially a movie about a screenwriter, the, the writing was terrible. It was just terrible. And then the, (laughs) it's funny because he ends up having an affair with a student because, you know, of course she, and I saw this before I saw the email. She reminded me of Heather Graham. Like she just, she kind of looked like Heather Graham. And I was like, no, she's giving me Heather vibes and I don't like it. Yeah. It was just, he, 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 He's a screenwriter who won an Oscar a long time ago. And I think that they used actual footage from him winning something. I looked it up and it wasn't an Oscar. It was might've been a BAFTA for four weddings and a funeral. Mm. So that's kind of cool that they can use actual footage of him winning something. It's cute. But like, that was the most endearing thing about the movie. Um, he's basically washed up now. No one will work with him basically because he's an asshole. So he gets this teaching job. He immediately self-sabotages by sleeping with a student. And then Marissa, Marissa Tomei is um, a divorced mom of two who is taking this class as well. And like find romance. They don't even quote-unquote find romance till the end it was just listen don't waste your time it's bad it's just bad it wasn't even like you know how there's some movies that aren't great but they're like kind of a warm fuzzy feeling for whatever reason Mm -hmm. maybe just because the people in it wasn't even that no it's just bad also was another plot point that i hated was when allison janney meets him and he's meeting all the people at the at the university and what they do like in the English department and she's like a scholar of Jane Austen. And then she finds out that he's a screenwriter and it's like, Oh, Oh my dear boy, you write folds of cinema. Oh, it's so below me. It's like, ugh. bitch, it's Jane Austen. She, she, it's the same story over and over again with different girl names. Like (laughs) give me a break. Um, yeah, it was just real bad. I'm so sorry. But before that I watched, (laughs) Because I hadn't decided which movie I was going to do, or I had forgotten. And then I was like, well, let me watch Untamed Heart. Have you ever watched that movie? It's been a long time. Okay. First of all, I'm sure it was at the height of Christian Slater appeal. Yes, it and was. And I think he's really hot. I, I really do. And I do like the long hair and whatever. 
Untamed Heart is this guy. They work at this diner together. Um, she is sexually assaulted. He saves her. The reason he is able to save her is because he follows her home every night to make sure she's quote unquote safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also he does these really super sweet things like puts a Christmas tree in her bedroom because she indicates that they used to have a real Christmas tree, but now her parents put up this stupid fake Christmas tree and she just loves the smell of Christmas trees. And he works at a Christmas tree farm and he puts a Christmas tree in her bedroom. And isn't that sweet? And he breaks into her house and watches her sleep isn't that adorable and and i'm just like what in the 1980s hellscape is happening (laughs) now listen back if i had watched the movie when it came out at whatever age i was i would have been like yes i want a man to do that for me i want a man to stalk me and break into my home (laughs) and that is the height of romance so listen i get it but watching it now i was like jesus doesn't he catch a hockey puck in his hand yes he catches a hockey puck in his hand okay what what do we i don't understand that rosie press don't get me started on rosie press although this is a tame movie for her so it was okay um it, it, it was just yeah wow no we had very different ideals of romance back then the whole time i was like he's stalking he's not only that but he's also like selectively mute oh right so really the only thing once you hear all these things about him the only thing going for him is that he looks like christian slater okay so solely based on that you know she falls in love with it's just i mean i would have too i'm who am i fooling i would have too i would have been like oh my god that's so amazing he follows me (laughs) home i yeah course if it were me he would have been gay as well but <laughs> so it's, i watched that yeah what i um i was just gonna say i really love that one movie where rosie prez plays the puerto rican spitfire so good right so good really outside the box really <laughs> just stretches her acting muscles you know what i mean i do stop love it uh, yeah she's a, okay <laughs> I feel about her the way you feel about Marissa Tomei. <laughs> she has her place. She's good, but she's one of those people. She's good at one thing. Yeah. Which I can see watching Untamed Heart. I was like, this is why Joe hates her. Is this lip biting, um, Cupid doll voiced idiot. This is why he hates her. But I feel like she's really grown and done other things. But she did have a niche of that for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, what did you watch? So I watched my cousin Vinay. And I take it you did not enjoy it. Now I have never seen this film. That's crazy. And so here's the thing, like leading up to watching it, I was like, you know, it's been 30 years, so maybe I can let all that go. And maybe it's, maybe it's an enjoyable film. I mean, you know, perhaps time will, will heal all wounds. (laughs) And then the 20th century Fox logo started. And then I was like, you know what? I don't even know what this movie's about. Like, I know that there's a trial and that's like all I know about it. And then, and then it started and then, um, yeah. So I, (laughs) and it started and then, um, yeah, I hated uh, this movie. Oh my God. So much. I wanted to, I was so close to turning it off, but I powered through. 
when Austin Pendleton gets up to defend his client and he does the stutter and then everyone in the court in the courtroom is like, oh, this bitch can't talk. Oh, he's got a bad stutter. Oh, my God. We have to sit here and listen to this bitch. I was like, oh, no, ma'am. Like, I realized that this was the 90s, but not. Cool. Yeah. And there's really only so much country bumpkin versus big city slicker that I can take. Plus, also, this movie is two hours long, which is it doesn't need that. No, too long. No, I'm really glad that we are past the time when Joe Pesci can lead a film. Um, I thought Marissa Tomei was <laughs> fine, but now that I've seen the film, I'm even more mystified how she won the Oscar for it. Listen, I am mystified as well. I don't think her performance was Oscar worthy. Please do not get me wrong. But I loved her in this movie. I thought it was good. And a little background on the character. They kept writing her as just this nag, you know, bigger than life. Basically the character she was, but with really no redeeming qualities or any help to the plot whatsoever. And then they kept going back and saying, we can't make a woman this way. Uh, We need to give her knowledge. We need to give her a reason to be there other than she's the woman. Um, And so that's where her mechanical prowess comes in. So they overcompensated (laughs) because she's like this fucking hairdresser who knows every single nut and bolt brand that goes into a 1962 Chevrolet, whatever the fuck and what colors they were painted and which one was painted possibly that color in that year. I'm like, this only happens in the fucking movies. Yes, for sure. For sure. But you did not like it. (laughs) I hated it so much. And then it's like, Oh my God, you guys, he can't sleep. Do you fucking get it? There's something new every night. He can't sleep, you guys. It's a it's a whistle. No, it's a train. No, it's an owl. And then he goes to prison. And he sleeps like a baby. Oh my god, Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that we've come to the point where Joe Pesci can no longer lead us. <laughs> Ugh. And then I was reading the reviews on IMDb, and I was like, oh my god, I'm clearly. I'm missing something. Like, I just always had an inkling that this movie was not for me. Obviously, because I've never seen it. <clears throat> right. So it's not. So people that are giving it 10s on IMDb, I'm like, wow, we just really. And, you know, that's great. I'm not here to yuck your yum. I'm sure there are people who hate Step Brothers. But it's just, this is just not the film uh, for me. <laughs> and also, Ralph Macchio probably has two lines of dialogue in this movie. I he know. sits silently at the table, like the whole movie. I'm like, why are you, why are you doing this movie? And it was directed by Jonathan Lynn who directed clue. Is that not something? That is like, astonishing. No, surely not. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, that makes no sense whatsoever. And then there's just weird things. Like there's the scene where Joe Pesci is talking to Fred Gwynn and he knocks over the chess set. And that was apparently was really an accident. But then Jonathan Lynn thought it was so funny. He kept it in the film. And I was just sitting there like going like, that was weird. Like, I don't understand what just happened. 
So it's just like things like that. The whole Utes thing was also Utes. added in. Um, yeah, because Joe Pesci actually talked that way. Right. When he met with the director. And it was hysterical, you guys. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm loving your anger. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was, offen- it was offensive on so many levels to me watching this film. But not, not. The true Nader was Austin, poor Austin Pendleton, who really does stutter and was not going to take the role, but then was, I don't know, shanghaied into it somehow. And then I was just like, oh, you poor thing. I know it was 30 years ago, but that would never fly today and should not have flown back then. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, so two, um, two stinkers. Two lumps, two lumping Oh, yeah. We lumped them. We really lumped them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's now, the end of our podcast forever, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Now I can cross my cousin Vinny off my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think it was ever on your bucket list. <laughs> Maybe the things that may kill you list. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, there you go. You don't have to watch either movie. Although I'm pretty sure most of you have probably seen my cousin Vinny. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm on the short end of the stick. I, that makes no sense, but. I'm in the minority of people, I'm sure, who have not ever seen that movie. So, so but, well, we'll redeem ourselves. Yes. Yeah, so next week we have a, a we're back to a wee pod. We are back to a wee. And wee. what what are we doing with a wee pod? You know, I think what we'll do is maybe um, Leslie Jones's comedy special, one of her comedy specials. All right. All right. All right. All right. I think we'll do that. Now, do you know the lady you're choosing after that? Nope. Not yet. Okay. 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 Well, Marissa, tell me it was a mistake. Um, no. That we've all mistake? learned from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was watching uh, Untamed Heart and I was like, oh my God. And I remember people talking, you know, girls my age, oh my God, this movie is so hot. Because uh, he was a stalker. It was because he was Christian Slater. Like, you know, fucking, I don't, I can't think of anyone that's not attractive who's been in movies in the 80s. But, you know, if it was someone unattractive, it'd be like, ew, gross. He's right. a stalker. But because it was Christian Slater with that hair and he knows how to gleam a cube, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. He can gleam my cube. <laughs> All right. Well, fantastic. All right. Well, thanks for joining in. Thanks for joining us. Um, you know, if you watch, oh, hey, if you watch, either one of these movies uh, that were hated. Um, tell us how you feel about them. Yeah. Maybe you love uh, either of them. Or yeah, my cousin us... Vinny has a special place in your heart from. Right. Maybe your cousin is named Vinny. Right. And so you have to like it because it's the law. Maybe your cousin is Ralph Macho. And then you can tell me why he agreed to do that movie. Yeah. Call um, up, say, Hey, you did Karate Kid. So what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. You were in, in Karate Kid. K-R-O-T-T-Y. Karate. Yeah, yeah, all three of them. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think these are both rentals right now. I don't know that they're streaming anywhere. Not that it really matters. But <laughs> if you want to watch them, then you find them. Then you, you know what? If you're gonna put the work in, th- put the work. That's in. on you. That's on yeah. you. That's on you. Yeah. All right. Well, it was it was a delight hearing how angry you were. It gave me a little <laughs> sick pleasure. Um, but uh, we'll talk to you all next week. We will be back next week. Um, okay. Bye. Uh, bye.